Welcome. To Arcade Audio. episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. I call her one take Samantha for... Never. Never. Took my joke. Took my fucking punchline, man. You're disgusting. You're disgusting. We're recording 20 seconds and you have to belch? I didn't belch. I lightly burped. That's a belch. You should hear what my butt can do. And now you're... My God, it is uh, it August 4th, and it's a miracle Like you've lasted with me this long. 256 episodes? I was talking about just the relationship, but... Well, I mean... That can all change. What? <laughs> I don't know what response you want me to have to that. You said that... Just stop farting and burping like a fucking sailor. You know what you're getting into. No, I didn't. You look like this sweet little innocent 20-year-old who like a 5-year-old. That's weird. No, that wasn't part of the attraction. Um, I was like, oh, she's the worst word she's ever said is like hell. And, you know, and now you're just this disgusting monster. Are you done berating me on the show? And... and just like making me feel terrible about myself? I mean, it's still adorable. Okay. I'm just saying. Whatever. <laughs> I love you. Please don't touch me. Well, I'm touching you. It's okay. I feel so bad. Just don't burp and fart on the podcast. That's all I ask. Okay. Thanks. You can do it off air. Don't let... The, I will take the bullet for everybody at home. Because it's going to happen anyway. But don't let them suffer through it. That's all I mean. They wouldn't suffer third if you didn't mention it. They can't hear you belch! But they wouldn't have paid any mind to it if you had just kept going and gone on with the show. If you're new here, this isn't new. (laughs) This is just... We're barely married. What we do? What does that barely married mean? We're married and we're barely here. What? I don't know, man. (laughs) Shake it off. What is the matter with you? I hate you. Well, you're going to be gone for a week, so I have plenty of time for you to... <laughs> That'll help. Um, we talk about movies, talk about our lives. Uh, Samantha's preparing for a trip to visit her family in South Florida um, the day after we're recording this. Um, well, you're, you're, you're not hearing this until she's going to be gone several days. I'm so glad I'm going to be away from you. Says you now when people are listening when you've been mopey and groaning about it the whole day. Cool. I hope you sleep well in the bed by yourself. I do. I, I starfish out. I'll sleep no, you naked. Don't. No, you, no, you don't. No, I. Because you don't want your dick to stick to your leg. <laughs> you've told me that before. <laughs> Come on, bro. What's the name of your stupid little fucking game again? Huh? Shut up. <laughs> Ow! You punched me in the mouth. You moved your face. This is the worst episode you ever. You moved your face. Should we start over? No, you've been farting and burping. You over? slapped me in the teeth. <laughs> I didn't mean to. You moved. You talking about my dick sticking in my leg? No, it's gonna get really sweet. I was like, no, I know I own starfish. I just sleep on your pillow because it smells like you. I guess I fart on it. No. <laughs> So up front, what we normally talk about, I'm just going to get through this episode as quickly as possible now. No! I didn't put my title back up there. I need to fix that. Um, We talk about recent goings-on in our life. Up front, before we get into the movie, today's movie is Chef, a nomination of mine. Um, But also up front, what we talk about, and the rare occasion they happen now, because we do have a a two-and-a-half-year-old who... It's forcing us to start recording 10 minutes to 10 
uh, on a Sunday night because she's just decided to wake up every 20 minutes and be like, hey, I need a new teether. Um, but I need to do it. Yeah, but I need to physically hand it to somebody. Is uh, We talk about the movies we've seen in theaters, and we had one yesterday. We uh, got a babysitter so we could go enjoy the newest Quentin Tarantino film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If you've been listening to the podcast since its inception, you know we are big Tarantino fans, particularly myself. Um, so we went to go see it. What did you think? Spoiler-free thoughts at the top. It was not what I expected it to be. Okay. I didn't think I was watching Quentin Tarantino film until the end. Mm-hmm. And that's all I can say without spoiling anything. Fair. Um, I'd agree with you to a certain extent. I still thoroughly enjoyed it. Thought it was great. Um, the acting was fabulous. Fantastic acting. Looked great. Um, nobody films and anything like Tarantino. It's a big old love letter to to Los Angeles. Um, yeah, it was kind of what I, it kind of was what I was expecting. Like we talked about after the movie, um, at the bar. Um, and what I kind of predicted was going to take place, but still really dug it. I I just fully expect some some DiCaprio love award season. I really want some Brad Pitt love award season because I thought he was he was a phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah, a lot of good stuff there. I'm excited to look. I have it uh, preemptively ranked fifth on my Tarantino list out of nine. You can technically say ten, but ten would be death proof. Um, so Pulp Fiction's number one. Mm-hmm. Glorious Bastards Inglourious is number Bastards two. Glorious Bastards number two. Kill Bill's number three. Kill Bill number one is number three for me. Okay, I, se- yeah, yeah, I sorry, separate sorry. them. Kill Bill number one is number three. I have Django at four. Django at four. I have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at five. Okay. Reservoir Dogs at six. Kill mm-hmm. Bill two at seven. Jackie Brown and Hateful Eight really kind of bounce back and forth between eight and nine. Okay. Probably more so have Hateful Eight at eight now and Jackie Brown at nine. Um, and then Death Proof at ten, which doesn't technically count. But. Yeah, so go see it. You'll like it. Uh, all right, well, let's get into today's podcast, or today's movie, I should say. That was my nomination. I nominated Chef um, because we had just... Uh, when did I nominate this again? Oh, I was like the Avengers thing and Steve Rao and yada, yada, yada. Um, so we nominated Chef. Uh, did we talk about the fact that I had a big fuck up here? And when I nominated this and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I, we didn't actually own no, either I don't one. Think we talked about I that. was thinking of my friend Rich's movie collection. And then I confirmed with him that he didn't even own Chef. I just, he talked about it so much that he liked it and also that he filmed it. Because um, he basically is just John Favreau on this movie. Uh, and you're did, the son. He did own Kiss Kiss Bang Bang when he got rid of some of his movie collection. I thought I had inherited it, but he didn't actually give it up. So I just went and bought both of them on Amazon <laughs> um, so we could still watch Chef. Chef, four stars, says Mick LaSalle, the San Francisco Chronicle. Irresistible, deliciously entertaining, says Peter Travers, Rolling Stone. All right, Peter Travers. Flat out see. terrific, says Gary Goldstein, the Los Angeles Times. John Favreau, writer, director, and producer, leads a hilarious all-star cast, including Sofia Vergara, Scarlett Johansson, John Leguizamo, Bobby Cannavale, Dustin Hoffman, Oliver Platt, Robert Downey Jr., and young actor M.J. Anthony in this deliciously entertaining comedy about starting from scratch. When gifted chef Carl Casper, played by Favreau, suddenly quits his demanding job at a trendy L.A. restaurant, he's on his own to pick up the pieces of his once promising career. Finding himself in Miami, he decides to team up with his successful ex-wife, Vergara, best friend, Leguizamo, and son, Anthony, to launch a no-frills food truck business. Taking to the road, Carl reignites his passion for the kitchen and along the way discovers a renewed zest for love and life. <sighs> Sorry if my tone is a little different than what it was, was 20 seconds in the middle of that review because my daughter started crying in the middle we, of it. We, we don't, just like you guys, we don't subject you guys to all of our bodily functions. We don't want to subject you guys to Jillian crying all the time. But this is our lives. But if anything, hey, dude, I was so pissed, I nailed the end of that fucking mm-hmm. You box. did okay. So, um, to go back a week from last week to the bling ring, upon further review of the tape, there was some questionable pronunciation on some last names. I think we ultimately agreed to give you a... No, we didn't agree on anything. 
I think we can agree that we didn't agree on it. You had some questionable pronunciation on several of the actors' names because they say Brosard instead of Broussard. It's just Broussard, like, and then you definitely messed up uh, Vera Farmiga's daughter's name. We confirmed that, so we're just gonna give you one, mm-hmm. and we'll go from there. Okay, fine. So the score is now one to nothing on our mm-hmm. quest for the next 50 episodes for uh, reading the back of the box um, and making mistakes on them. So I have a one nothing lead, which feels very weird. I'm sure. Don't worry. I'm going to fuck it up. I know. That's why I'm not making too big of a deal of it. So first time we watched this movie, several people had talked this movie up, um, Rich being one of them. and a couple, Somebody else I forget to mention had seen this movie and really, really liked it. Um, so we watched it. And it's been a very long time since I've watched a movie on the podcast for the first time. Not necessarily in theaters for the first time, or even like, you know, like a new movie. Doesn't I mean this is still relatively new. It came out twenty, like the early twenty tens, I think. Look on the box, you're the one who has. The I just box. threw the box across the room. All right. Alexa, what year did the movie Chef come out? The film Chef. Released about five years ago on May 30th, 2014. Other customers have also asked who starred in the movie Chef. Would you like to know the answer? No. No. Cool. So it came out in 2014. That was your Alexa segment of the show. So it's relatively new. But it's rare that we've watched a movie on the show for the first time, and I've loved it so much. I love the fuck out of this movie. Because this is like... Your best friend. No, it's not. No, I know. We were we couldn't contain ourselves during this movie, by the way. The food looked amazing. So, if you guys know anything about me, it's that I love food. Yeah. And I love cooking shows. I love reality TV cooking shows. We watch way too many fucking cooking shows. There's no house. such thing as yes, way too many is. cooking shows. And you've roped me into so many of them. It's not my fault it's so good that you want to watch it too. And look, didn't it make you appreciate this movie more? 100% it did. 100% it did. And you know I'm right. Go suck it, <laughs> lamb chop. <laughs> the puppet? Um, yeah, it just, I, I was reading through the notes earlier, like before we, uh, before we started, and there's just so many times where I'm like, man, I love this, I love that, I love that. Like, I have so many just like positive notes. And like, yeah, we're watching it. It just felt exciting and it felt fresh there wasn't anything super like creative about it it was just so well done just the acting is great the camaraderie between everyone's great there's not a lot of like conflict and when there's conflict like it's like like with familial stuff so like him and his son like disagreeing or like having like growing pains together but it's treated like so real and so genuine um, and it's resolved in a very, very nice way. It's a very uplifting story. Um, yeah, I just absolutely was glowing over this movie as we were watching it. I was like, man, I, I just didn't want it to end. I was like, just keep going to more cities and like making more food. I, what man, else the note I, I have here? Uh, I've been hard because of I've been hard because yeah. of food for about thirty minutes. Oh yeah, and right before that, I just have in all capital letters beignets. Beignets are your favorite food. Beignets are my is my favorite dessert. One hundred percent. Your favorite dessert, one hundred percent. And the only ones you had, you haven't even had them from legit Cafe ones. Dumont. I had one at the Waldorf Astoria's Bull and Bear, um, which is like their five star steakhouse. Like, which were the best beignets I've ever had. Incredible. And then we also had beignets at a local um, a local Nola style place called um, the Big Easy. Um, I think I've had them one other place. Where? We were somewhere else where we had them. No. I'm positive. They weren't very good, though. I don't remember. That's why we're not remembering. But there's been one other place where we had them. But I don't remember. Um, so, yeah. So. Yeah, but, and I'm from Miami. So I grew up. One of my least favorite parts of the movie is to go to Miami. <laughs> well, because you're just awful. <coughs> I hate Miami. <coughs> Yeah, we know you hate Miami. You hate everything about Miami, even the people who come from it. Whoa, hey, don't put that on a recorded medium. You hate me? No, I don't hate you. Okay, then it was a lie. Oh, I thought you were talking about, like... No! <laughs> I thought you were trying to make it sound like a big old racist on the show. No, I was trying to make it sound like you don't actually love me, because I'm gotcha. from Miami. Gotcha, But I love Cuban sandwiches. 
I, I mean, a really well mm-hmm. done Cuban sandwich is amazing. And when he's making that pork and then they put the other meat. Oh, my God. That yeah. barbecue. The shot with the, at the barbecue the, place. Them just cutting the meat. Like oh it's, my god! It's, like I could talk about food for hours. And also, it's just so well shot. Like Favorau is such a good director. We've seen that so many times yeah. in everything Iron we Man, everything we watch. Man. Iron Man, Jungle Book, Elf. Like he he's he's really really good at what he does. And for this, I mean, he just captures it. Like I wrote, um, like I dug it so early, so much because. It definitely looks like he knows how to eat and cook, and he definitely gets it. Uh, Roy Choi. Roy Choi. A, a Roy fucking Choi. The one show that you haven't really watched with me, the one the one cooking show, is Top Chef. It's Top no, Chef. I've watched plenty of Top Chef before. Yeah, but you haven't watched a lot of Top Chef. I've watched though. enough. No, you haven't, because these are the Top Chef. Like, yeah, Hell's Kitchen's great, because Gordon Ramsay yells at everybody and threatens to, like, slit their throat. Yeah, but these, yeah, these are just sous chefs but at, like, fucking they, Joe's Crab Shacks. <laughs> exactly. But Top Chef is it, man. And Roy Choi has been a judge on the, I mean, it's just incredible some of the things that these people create. And I was so happy that he was so involved in getting this movie off the ground. Yeah. But yeah, Favreau the, like looks the part, feels the part. The making a Cuban scene was really, really making good. Making a Cuban scene, was, it was so good. I I loved it. Yeah, um, it's just it's just a movie that just has really good vibes. Yeah, and it, yeah, um, their personalities just meshed so well. And in so many different like ways. So like, I love the camaraderie between Favreau and Leguizamo, who's been a multiple time MVP on the show, and Bobby Cannavale, who's somebody who we've done have necessarily. Hate. Bobby Cannavale. But he's really good in this. But I hate Bobby Cannavale. Why do you hate Bobby Cannavale? Man, how can you look at Bobby Cannavale and not hate him? Bobby Cannavale looks like a human Nosferatu. <laughs> like, he just always looks so tired. Probably because he's been doing a lot of drugs the night before. He's and got, like, like he's too like much abrasive. Botox. He's like if Ray Romano and Brad Garrett had a kid together. <laughs> That's what he reminds me of. Yeah. Um, but in this, he's really good. Like, in just the three of them, like, ha- like having, you know, fun is good. And then... Even when they're in the food truck and on the road, like Wazamo and his son in favor, I'll have good chemistry. The his son, son who's so a good. really, really good child actor, he a rare a good, good child actor. He, Him and Favreau were really great that, together. Like, like playing apathetic, like, you know, he tried to be all like, Yeah, whatever, but he was like you could tell it was like really heavy. Right. I really liked that. Um, yeah. I think also part of the reason why we were like starving when this came, we had shitty steak and shake for dinner before we watched this movie. So we had like fucking, fucking chili five way, fucking. We had noodles that were definitely came out of a bag, uh, chili sauce which they just fucking put in can. the microwave <laughs> that came from a can. And then I had the shits and afterwards. To, and then we had to watch this beautiful yeah. mojo pork. And yeah. then when he did, like... Oliver Platt's complaining about food, which, by the way, was one of my least favorite parts of the movie. Like, Oliver Platt's ever complained about a meal before. But, um... Molten but, lava. But, yeah, he's, he's complaining cake. about these, like, this uninspiring food. I'm like, motherfucker, I just ate a Royale cheeseburger. And I don't mean, like, a quarter pounder with cheese in fucking Amsterdam. I'm talking about what Steak and Shake calls their fried egg hamburger. Um... So yeah, so I, I I was just feeling everything yeah. food wise, but even beyond just like it just tells a really really good story. Um, it's just it's wholesome, but it's fresh. Um, a lot of people have said this is a, an allegorical film for, for Favreau, and he's and he's refused it. I don't necessarily buy that. I, maybe he didn't do it blatantly. Art imitates life. But you figure this is a guy who's who literally created the MCU for lack of a better like he didn't create it but he spearheaded had, it had he not fought for Robert Downey Jr. and had he not nailed Iron Man we wouldn't have had what we have now um, but also somebody who has done these tentpole pictures um, and had a ton of success with Iron Man's with you know Elf is Elf is the most recent modern you know Christmas classic um and then he had a big success with Jungle Book and now with Lion King. But he's also had these disappointments like uh, like Cowboys and Aliens, which, have you, do you remember that movie existed? Yeah, yeah. Daniel Craig was in it, right? Daniel Craig and uh, Harrison Ford, and I'm I mean, assuming some it. Aliens. 
I never no, saw it. No, nobody. Saw, well, it made a hundred million dollars, surprisingly, but it was going to be like it. the next big like franchise, and it wasn't. So like he made this movie to just basically be like to kind of go back to his swingers roots because this is also the guy that made fucking swingers, which is such an influential influential nineties any comedy we so just, says CNN and the movies which we've been currently watching. But even beyond before watching that, like I saw Swingers right around the same time I first saw Pulp Fiction, and it, it also resonates with me so strongly in that like that kind of time frame of people like making new movies and then being really passionate about it. Like Favreau has always been that guy. So this very much to me a guy who's making fine work, but didn't necessarily is like lived up to the potential that he's seen himself to be. Get, goes back to his roots and makes something like this. I, I think it's definitely an allegory. I do too. Um, I thought it, it, but I thought it was done so well. Yeah, because it wasn't hitting you over the head with it. Yeah, because if you see this and you don't mm-hmm. know who Favreau is and his history, you're still gonna enjoy it. Yeah, uh, it's charming, but it's still like edgy. Like it's an R-rated movie because you know they're still swearing, and you know, I don't think you can make a movie about being in a kitchen. And not have it be all Oh, yeah, because everyone's drunk and high all the time. Yeah. And it's it, like, why is everybody drunk and high all the time? Oh, right, they're chefs. I do love, uh, that's do. one thing when we watch Hell's Kitchen is like, God, does every person that's ever cooked my meal have had a cigarette draped under their lips <laughs> and have the shittiest midlife crisis tattoos? <laughs> and then sure enough, <laughs> yes. you're Jeff yes. with like fucking obviously painted on sleeves. Um, and was he, a, I think he smoked in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, I think he did, yeah. But, but um, um, here's here's my biggest gripe with the movie. I have a couple. Oh, okay. I my biggest gripe with the movie. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to believe. <laughs> it's not a gripe. I have a different one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I know what you're gonna say. I I love, I love John Favreau. <laughs> and I think it's safe to say that the way to my heart is by making me laugh. Sure. And food. Well, and food. Yeah. Yeah. So if John Favreau was here. Forget it. Is he on your list? No, no, no. This character. Oh, okay. But, um, you really expect me to believe John Favreau can get Sofia Vergara <laughs> and Scarlett Johansson? Both of them? So, both of them? So, here's what I wrote about this I wrote the balls <laughs> of Favreau for insinuating that his what? character was married to Sofia Vergara and fucked up enough to get divorced from her. Then, Start banging Scarlett Johansson, who somehow is just a hostess at a restaurant. Yeah, right. And then, at the end of the movie, remarry Sofia Vergara. Like, you go, John Favreau. For, yeah, like I mean, granted, they're all everyone in this movie is just his friend. Like Robert Downey Jr. is in this for like three minutes, just because it's oh, like yeah, a fucking no, favor. Like, they're all friends. They're all friends. Everyone loves Favreau. Everyone does it because you know why not? Yeah. They know he's having he, a good time. In real life, he's married to like a physician. Good for him. But, Good for her. Yeah, that's a gripe of mine, too, is like, dude, come on. <laughs> you couldn't have gotten, like, I don't know, who's, like, a more, like, Christian Shaw. <laughs> no, even Leslie Mann is too hot. You know what yeah. I mean? Have you seen Judd Apatow? It's true. Yeah. <laughs> he, he looks like a, an old, he looks like a Doonesbury caricature of a Jewish person. Yeah, like. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I wrote, I was like, God, what the balls. I didn't like that they get remarried at the end. I just... Is what, I like those movies that, uh, like Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp is the first thing that caught my mind because we're talking about Cannavale, that really deal with, like, step-parents and, like, divorce in, like, a mature way where that doesn't have to be, like, oh, scratching and clawing and arguing and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, like, like they, they just, could be friends. They can be, and they, that's what I liked about this movie for the whole thing of it, and there's not even really any teasing of it besides uh, when they're in one of the cities. Oh, yeah, and, I love you on the and phone. And, like, the, the I love you thing is misheard, and, like, Leguizamo and the son kind of notice it, and the next thing you know... They're in the restaurant that they opened at the end of the movie, and they're celebrating that they got remarried. I'm like, that feels kind of forced and fake. Yeah, yeah. Like, it would have been nice if it had just been open, and they had been become business partners and stayed friends for their son and Yeah, everything. they were just celebrating, like, a, yeah, a wedding the at the restaurant. what happened to Scarlett Johansson? She's disappeared. <laughs> She's... She disappeared. I wrote, I, wrote, I wrote that I didn't like the end of the movie, but that was still fucking dope, like, over, as an overall. Oh, um yeah. But uh, other things I didn't like, I mentioned Miami. I literally just wrote, oh, great, Miami. Um, like, seriously, really though, like, what's it? your problem with Miami? Like, you have... Like, Everybody that... Everyone behind the wheel of a car shouldn't be behind the wheel of a car. Um, not it's everyone. just It's just way too many people in such a small little condensed space. We, li- we live in Orlando. Everything's, like, just the right amount of, like, 
the, the wrong amount of dirty. Like, I can't walk into... It just feels... I don't know. It just it just has an attitude I don't appreciate. Like, everyone just feels entitled there. It's like, I'm Miami. It's just a weird I culture clash. I think you're going to the wrong parts. Are you going to, like, Augie's Miami? No. Or, like, no. No, Miami? I wouldn't even go over there. Yeah, but if you're saying all the things, all those things, you also have to remember, my Miami is North Miami. It's Aventura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, so that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, you're a rich, old, white person, Miami. Yeah, so don't judge all Miami because of some rich, old, white other, people. I, I've been in this other part. I don't, I'm good. I'm just like Miami. It's not for me. I'm not a Miami person. We should go to South Beach. I'm not. Where this where their food truck was. Yeah. Pretty cool. I like that whole food truck. The creating of it mm-hmm. and the name. Yeah, like them cleaning it and then them traveling. Yeah. I mean, other things. There's so many stuff I've even scratched yeah, on. I, I, the I visual style. So I talked about, like, how, like, they even shoot a grilled cheese being cooked to make it seem like the most amazing grilled cheese ever. I like the visual style of, oh of tweets. Like, I can, oh, that How they present cool. it. Like, Twitter has never cool. been funnier and cooler. I didn't even know what Twitter was, and I got it. <laughs> you know what Twitter is. Uh, although, uh, this movie did get very dated when they were talking about Vine. Because <laughs> Vine doesn't exist anymore. Well, I know, but th- I mean... But them talking about, like, oh, like it's funny, like... But this movie also made us go down a Vine rabbit hole as well yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like the I like that visual style. I just, yeah, I like the style, I like the ensemble cast. I like I like the plot and then how things were set up. So yeah. it, it kind of takes its time getting to the build-up. They don't show you, like, what happened that night. They just go to the bar. Them reading the rev- the initial review is very good. And then the build-up to him responding and then the back and forth. And then it ultimately leads to, like, the public meltdown. Not... I guess I could believe that this moderately famous chef would get so famous off of a fucking public TMZ style freakout, but um, he crushed that that like little monologue scene of just it's molten was very good. That was really good. Um, yeah, and also the music. The music this was movie's great. music was dope. Do you even know how dope this movie's music was? Did you even get some of the stuff that was in it? Yeah, I listened Tell me. with my ears. Tell me. You don't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> so you had a really cool jazz version of Cream by Raekwon. Um, by who? Raekwon. He's from the Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. Thank you, Samantha. You're welcome. Uh, um, amazing version of Sexual Healing that was also just sung by John Leguizamo and John Favaro. Yes, um, like the original that. California Love, not Dr. Dre and Tupac. Um, and then just overall, it's like the jazz. And then like the one thing I can't appreciate from Miami is kind of like the basically any of Pitbull? its music that wasn't Pitbull. There's no Pitbull in this movie. Thank God. Thank fucking God. Um Yeah, and then it just was so emotional. Like, I think you kind of didn't like the end with also, like, the one-second video because also it wasn't a true one-second video. Yeah, because like it said, was, like, all in the same day. The kid says, like, oh, I take a second video, for, like, once a day, and then I put it together. And it's like, yeah, no, I've seen those before. And then it's, like, four shots of the same brisket yeah, <laughs> like, like, the I same table. That. Like, like, you just spent four days eating that brisket? I mean, I would. Oh, uh, I added the chef show to our Netflix list. What's the chef show? The Chef Show is the spin-off documentary that John Favreau oh, okay. and Roy Choi d- did on this. Mm-hmm. Based off of this, it's just them experimenting with their food. It's just them cooking. Yeah. So I added it to our Netflix okay. queue. Cool. Yeah, I this. I dug I, it. I really dug it. Yeah, this, I I could watch this all fucking day. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I could eat all that food all day too. What is the best meal you've ever had? You know. Um, I went to a chef's table once with my mom. Mm-hmm. It was where I tried rabbit for the first time. Mm-hmm. We had rabbit and gnocchi. It was the most incredible. Yeah. I just, yeah, that was just so good. Mm. The best meal my mom told me about is, um, you know, my mom goes to like those fancy restaurants. She did a dining in the dark thing once. Oh, I see. I would, I would hate Well, that. yeah, because you're like, but my mom said it was so Most of kids, someone's just going to put like a fucking ball in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> no one's gonna do that. You'd hear them unzip their pants. No, man, was already naked. And it's like, mm, this is gummy. And then it's like, oh, there's a man's fucking nut in my mouth. I don't know. Anyway. 
You're so weird. <laughs> or even beyond that, I'm a really picky eater. So yeah, I know. But I I would love to do a chef's table again. It was really cool nice. when we did it. Um, what about you? I don't even know. So I unfortunately I'm an uncultured Ohio asshole. Yes. That like every box of macaroni and cheese I make for myself is like the best meal I've ever had. Or like you didn't even a like fucking really, galley you didn't boy. Eat, like shrimp until we met. Um, probably the best meal I ever had. Out, God. I mean, the bull and bear would probably be up there. Like, I had, like, the most perfect steak, and then I finished uh, your dad's fried chicken, and it was, like, the best fried chicken, and then we literally got the dessert as a menu, and then I had those beignets. That would probably be right there. Um, I would also put... Uh, I had a couple other ones, but I forgot them. Uh, this is the weird one, but, like... The best, like, mainstream meal I've ever had, for one of my birthdays, we went to this Mexican restaurant in oh, Disney. Yeah, yeah. La, La Hacienda. Hacienda. It's not even, like, the main Mexican restaurant. And we ordered, like, this $120, like, platter. And I was fucking drunk as shit. But I remember just, like, engorging myself in that food. It was just fucking perfect for that moment. That always stands out to me as, like, one of my favorite meals. And we almost got kicked out because I was very loud and drunk. Um, there were children next to us. And I was like, mmm, this shit's so fucking good. That's, like, really loud. And they were coloring, and you kept making fun of what they were drawing. Oh, I don't remember that at all. I know you don't remember. <laughs> you kept making fun of it, but, like, you were trying to whisper to me, but you don't even know how to whisper when you're sober. What a little drunk. So, it was really bad. It was really, really bad. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but those are the only things, like, stand out to me. Like, I honestly don't remember... Like, is there anything anything else that, like, we've gone to and done that... Yeah, we went to that Gordon Ramsay restaurant when we went to Vegas. Yeah, it was fine. Oh. Was, anything, was anything, like, outstanding or anything? Yeah, Gordon Ramsay. I mean... You got some work to do. Take us to one of your restaurants right now. Prove us wrong. Um, I'm trying to think. There's... I mean, there's restaurants like, like Yummy House. Like, every time I go to Yummy House, it's, like, an experience. But that's not, like, a fancy... Like upscale place, La Sierra is another one uh, in Disney. But, but that's, um, that's the whole point of this movie. Is yeah. It doesn't have to be yeah. a fancy thing for it to be good food. Yeah, there, that's the whole point. Yeah, um, yeah. So Yummy House would be a, a one that's up there. I've done a couple at home before. The, like the stuff like I remember the first time I did cast iron uh, filet mignon, and we I don't do it anymore because it literally almost burns the house down. But the first time we had it, no, it was the second time we made it for my parents for Christmas, Christmas Eve. And I remember I was like, oh, fuck, that was perfect. Like, I've never seen my dad so excited to eat a steak before, and I felt really good. So that's also part of the connection I had to this is like... Well, I can be a chef, too. Well, no. You don't have shitty well, tattoos. Well, well, <laughs> thank God. That's, um, that's why I felt tonight. Like, tonight I made, like, a pork chop thing for the first time. Very simple, salt and pepper, flour, cayenne. It was really, really good, and I felt really good about myself afterwards. I'm like, I just read this, I did it from scratch, and it was great. Um... There's an oh and uh, you are so funny. Uh, every prime rib I've ever had in my life, specifically the ones that I've made or my sisters made or my mom's made, it's my go-to Christmas thing, and it's just perfect. And then my favorite meal that you make is this really good like pork linguine dish that's just from my Coke recipe book. Yeah, like you, co- cocaine. It's the re yeah. It's it, it I just put cocaine on it. That's why it tastes so good. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. I'll keep eating it. Now I'm starving. I know. I'm not. My stomach still hurts from dinner. Um, MVP and LVP. I think MVP is pretty obvious. It's John Favreau. John Favreau. Um, he doesn't John get enough is... credit as like a fucking actor, and in this, I think he really does a great job. He's so funny and so caring and so earnest and so emotional. He he emotes so. Uh, so, what's the word I'm looking for? He's very understated at times. Like, I like the scenes where, like, he's talking to his son, um, a lot, but then the next minute he can be fucking a raving maniac, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so from everything he put into this, he's absolutely, yeah. like you said, Leguizamo is great. Yeah, he's great. And I also like how John Favreau, 
I feel like it was all true, like when you're saying the things about like Twitter, and he's like, "Oh no, I mm-hmm. sent him a private message." <laughs> he's believable. Like, like he's believable yeah. because it's he like, doesn't seem like he's acting at all. No, he just seems like he's it, just himself. Yeah. He's just yeah. It's another facet of him. I feel bad. We've had like really Osama like be the MVP in two incredibly shitty movies, two of the worst movies ever made: The Happening and Super Mario I know, Brothers. But he's, and he's, he's good. He's really good. Outstanding in this. He's really and then he's great not going to get the MVP. MVP. I know, but he's really we've, great. We've in we've this. hit him in other ones. Um, he's really great in this. I was worried that Sofia Vergara was going to be bad, but she was very easy to understand. Very and like, easy to understand. So now we know that the people that make Modern Family are just offensive and make her turn yeah. it up to fucking eleven. Yeah. Um, for the sake of comedy, because she was really good. I mentioned the kid was very good. I like mm-hmm. Bobby Cannavale. Scarlett Johansson's not in it enough. Always love me some Oliver Platt. Um, Oliver Platt is only in it two scenes, but he's he's still Oliver Platt. I think Dustin Hoffman was also good in this. Is he who your LVP is? He's one of two. He's one of three, actually. Uh, I thought... So, he was yes, he was going to be my LVP. Um, I think he was miscasted. He's fine. It's just uninspiring. Like, I don't see why you get Dustin he's Hoffman to do that. He's not intimidating enough. Yeah, it's Dustin Hoffman. Like, he's... He wasn't necessarily, like acting like a bad guy. Um, the other two that I had, I was going to say Robert Downey Jr. just because he was so unnecessary. Like... I just didn't get that whole... It was it was like, I can get Robert Downey Jr. for a day. I'll put him in and let him do his shtick. And, and it was fine, but he's just he was Robert Downey Jr. I thought it was my note. It was literally Robert Downey Jr. is Robert Downey Jr. And, it, and it, it, it was a five-minute aside from the movie to explain how they got the food truck. Okay. You could have gotten fucking anybody for that. Um, the fourth one, the third one was Russell Peters, who was the cop. I love Russell Peters as a oh. stand-up comedian. Oh. But that was... That was a terrible... A very annoying, like, like side street that they took when, like, the, the food truck gets shut down, uh, even though they have a permit for where they are, but he has to come on and take pictures and hug and do whatever. Yeah. I just, I, I like Russell Peters as a comedian. He's one of my favorite stand-ups in high school. But I think he was pretty obnoxious in this. So... Those were the other two, but I just didn't see why you got Dustin Hoffman to do. I, like, yeah. he's 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 one of the greatest actors ever, but don't hire him as your like fancy restaurant owner who's gonna kind of be a dick. But like, I know, like I like when Dustin Hoffman is a dick, or when he's not. Like this in between, like he's kind of nice, but then like as it progresses, he just gets. It wasn't even like. He was like a dick, like yeah. He was just like it was just like unnecessary dickness. Yeah, I, I just I didn't like the character, and I don't necessarily think that it was the writing of it. I think it was just you had Dustin Hoffman kind of going through the motions a little bit and just being yeah. like, I'm in this movie. Okay. So Dustin Hoffman is going to be the LVP, and he's going to join a very short list of MVP and LVPs. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he's a multi-time MVP too. He is a multi-time. Yeah, MVP. Dustin Hoffman. Is a two-time MVP, yeah, two-time MVP for Hook and for Meet the Fockers, um, and he will be joining our both list. Dustin Hoffman, the people who've won an MVP or an LVP. That list includes Douglas Seal, Joe Pesci, Jason Lee, Dom DeLuise, Pierce Brosnan, Adam Sandler, and then Sigourney Weaver and Sylvester Stallone have done it twice each. So they have multi-MVPs and multi-LVPs. And, uh, yeah. So Hoffman's the first one that has multi-MVPs, but just one LVP. So we'll see if that changes over the years. Fave Rao, I think this is his first MVP, right? I don't, think I, we've seen I, him. I, don't I don't remember seeing him act in anything, like, significant so far. So, um, yeah. Uh, what else do I have in my notes here? I think that's pretty much it. Oh, you can add Sevilla Vergara to my list, by the way. Okay, she... So I was sharing your list with some other people. Who the fuck were you sharing my list with? I was talking to other people about the people on Who? your list. You people you work with? Yeah. Why? That's not... What? We were talking about it. No. That's for this. They listen to the show. Okay. But still, that's weird. Don't share people your fucking list. Well, your list is normal. My right. List, exactly. My list has fucking puppets and senior citizens. I left some of them off. Which, well, I don't believe you. Well, anyway, the point of this aside was that they said that you have a type. What is my, well, what is my type? I don't know. They wouldn't tell me. 
So what does that even mean? I said, I'm not on there. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> no, it was the way you laughed at your own joke that I like, called you out. <laughs> that was you very rarely earnestly laugh, and you laughed so hard at yourself just now that I had to call it out. <laughs> That's why. Thanks for making me feel terrible about myself. <laughs> My pleasure. It's the second time on this show. Hey, well, that's what you get for sharing the list of people I like to fuck with fucking strangers, all right? They're not strangers. They're strangers to me. Everyone who listens to this is a stranger to you. No, they're... They're... My fans. Are they? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. What else on Chef? Do you have any inane questions for me tonight? I do. Uh, well, you kind of asked the questions. Like, what's your yeah, favorite? That was a good relative, like, question. Although, uh, so I have another one as well. Okay. Um, or not a question, just a statement. We need to do more food truck nights. There's a lot of food truck stuff they do here in Orlando. I know. Downtown Windermere has it, like, every Friday night. It just, I'm always driving past it Friday after I'm, after I'm on my way to work. Um... I love me some food truck food. We had I do we did too. last time I think we really did one was when your parents lived in DC. That's sad. I oh, oh yeah. yeah, that was before Zangri and I, when Zangri was living in Orlando briefly, we went downtown once and we went to this really good uh it wasn't junior Colombian burger, it was a different Colombian like burger food truck. Mm. My god, one of the best burgers I've ever had in my life. It was yeah. like pink sauce and stuff. It's incredible. Um Okay, I mean I'm done. I love food trucks. Yeah, let's do more food truck shit. Okay. But, you know, if quick. you had a food truck, what food would you sell? <sighs> Probably be a mac and cheese food truck. Yeah, but see, that wouldn't work. Yeah, it would. There, there's one, um, so Cheesy's, the grilled cheese place in Chicago, the, one of my favorite yeah, restaurants. Yeah, but they make their own. They don't make a fucking box of Kraft mac you know, and cheese. You think? Yes. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> no, but it's something, look, I love Kraft macaroni and cheese so much, so this is not a, this is a, a not even a spoiler, but... My favorite scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yesterday was a scene where I just identified with Brad Pitt so much. He just goes home, and he makes food for his dog, which is just canned food, and he makes a box of, of Kraft mac and cheese, eats it out of the pot, and sits and watches television, which was watching fucking MacArthur Park being sung, which oh, I felt like such an asshole, because MacArthur Park is such an inside joke between uh, you and I. Um, but... Yeah, no, I, I've wanted to have, like, to, like, experiment with mac and cheese. And I'm, I know I'm going to like it. It's mac and cheese. But I just, I don't know where to start and, like, how deep to get into it. Well, Maybe. I think first you need to make mac and cheese from scratch, not from the box. I have, I, I mean, I've done it before. My mom used to do it all the time. You just literally melt Velveeta, um cheese and yeah but it. let's branch out maybe some other cheese I know I'm just saying like that's Add some bacon into it good it's like mac and cheese is like steak man like whatever you add into it although I do like like mixing like steak and hot dogs and okay all right so here's what we're gonna do you mix hot dogs in your mac and cheese I want a couple times there's uh the mac and cheesery midnight mac and cheese up in Chicago they they do that and it's really good we need original ideas. Stop thinking about other things. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm sharing mm. what mm-hmm. I, I've eaten before. I, okay. I'll come up with All something. Right. Uh, mac and cheese and, wait for it, you ready? Pepperoni. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll come up with something. We'll come up with something. Okay. I'm going to start working every month. I'm going to make a new mac and cheese. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. In between me making my box of mac and cheese. So John Favreau MVP, Dustin Hoffman LVP. What else for Chef? I think that's it. No, I was disappointed there was uh, no Isaac Hayes. I think he was already dead. He, he played a that's chef really sad. on South Park. It's very sad. My favorite line in this movie was when uh, John Leguizamo calls Bobby Canales a moose douche. Bobby Cannavale? Whatever. Bobby Canellis? Yeah, like Maria <laughs> Canellis. What do you call him? Huh? What do you call him? An amuse douche. So, you've watched enough cooking shows with me to know an amuse bouche is an appetizer that you can eat in one bite. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of times, like on Top Chef, they have it a lot, where mm-hmm. and they have to make an amuse bouche, and it's like a uh, like caviar, or they do like different things. Like it's just they put it on like a little spoon or something. Like it's just a one bite, and you're supposed to get 
everything in that one bite. I didn't know what it was called, but... It's called an amuse-bouche, and mm-hmm. so he called him an amuse-douche, and I thought that was so funny, so I'm going to call you an amuse-douche from now on. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, I forgot how genuinely funny this movie is. I, did, I didn't, like, write down any specific lines or stuff, but... I just, like, stopped taking notes, like, halfway through. I, I just, just enjoyed, yeah. It. And also, I, yeah, it's all my notes were positive, so... Yeah, I was just enjoying it. And, and we I needed have, this. We, we were on a, a yeah, bad little streak we of movies I, here. I thought I just... Yeah, that kid was really good, and I feel like I've seen what Rich is going to be like when he's a dad. You're horrible. No, like, I mean, in the good ways. Score time. For Chef. So, I nominated it, so you score it first. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to give it a, an eight and a half. Eight and a half? I'm going with a nine and a half. Oh, wow. I really, 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 really liked, liked it. it. It's just, it's, on, it's just not a ten movie. You know what I mean? Like, a ten movie has to be, for me, this, like, next level thing. I think the only movie I've ever given a ten on my first viewing of was Shawshank. Like, it's hard for me to give a movie a 10, like, immediately. I'd have to watch it again and, like, really pick up on certain things. Um, but I think a 9 average for Chef is very strong, very, very good. Very strong, very good. Especially very coming strong. off of The Bling Ring and Armageddon, and the fact that we just fucking watched the first of the three Beverly Hills Chihuahua movies. Spoiler alert. Um, it was a nice palate cleanser for everything yeah, we have going we on really right now. really needed it. Yeah. So, um... Speaking of palate cleansers... Your turn to nominate two movies. Speaking of Always palate cleansers. scaring. We have, of course, Down and Out in Beverly Hills, still on the horizon from the box, and we're in the process of doing Beverly Hills Chihuahua. We're still watching Firefly to get to Serenity. So we got a lot of moving parts. Let's see what you got. I wasn't sure what I was going to nominate. Mm-hmm. As customary. As customary. I have a list here. You see, look. I have a oh, list. Good. You have a list. It's got a, a lot of things on it. Good. I just don't know what I want to nominate, what I feel like. Um, so I'm going to nominate a couple movies. So we've been watching the this um, the movies series that CNN's put out. Mm-hmm. And it's touching on every decade. talked a lot about the movies that the movies that made us. I mean, that's the name of it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, well, let me, let me nominate a couple movies that, that were kind of highlighted here. And a lot of movies are outside of the parameters of what we can do. Because we can't do things that we don't own, even though you cheated. On that one. On accident. But you're a known cheater on the show, so it's fine. (laughs) Um, We can't do movies that have sequels sequels or that have been nominated before. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, well, let me pick pick a movie that I feel like should have been on there and wasn't. On the TV show? Yeah. Okay. And a movie that was on there, which you're probably going to nominate. You mean probably going to pick? That you're probably going to pick. Okay. It's going to break my heart. This, this, the last segment that we watched was uh, about Jennifer Lawrence and her upcomings mm-hmm. from the movie mm-hmm. she was in. Really want to watch uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Okay. Because I also love the, the whole cast, right? Sure. And then a movie that should have been all up in this movies that made us and wasn't. And I'm shocked mm-hmm. that it's not on the mm-hmm. list. We have get to it done already. it. Small Soldiers. <laughs> this is one of my favorite movies. Two. Well, they're just next to each other. <laughs> That's why you picked them. No, actually, because I'm pretty sure one is on Blu-ray and one is on DVD. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> what Which a one? weird... <sighs> I just wanted to do it. So I'm going to delete Small Soldiers since I'm not going to be able to nominate that one again. Because I know it's probably what you're going to pick. Yeah, I'm picking Small Soldiers. <laughs> Wait. I, I want to rewatch Silver Lightning's playbook, but I'm not going to miss the opportunity to watch Small Soldiers. Really? Yes, I'm picking Small Soldiers. What? Yeah. Really? I'm, yes, that's what I'm picking. I'm shocked. No, I look, look Silver Linings Playbook's good. It won me a movie league. It's a good movie. Fuck it. <laughs> I want to watch Small Soldiers. That's going to be the better podcast. Because of how much I love it and how much you hate it? No, I, I, I like Small Soldiers. Not as much as you, I You do. have made me not like it because of how annoying you are around Gorgonites, which I'm we'll not... get to next week or two weeks or now... Very long time because... I'm sorry. I'm not annoying around them. It's not my fault. They need a friend. They have each other. No. Also, by the way, in, spoiler, in the boat at the end when they were searching for Gorgon, the motherfuckers died. There's, they didn't find... what They didn't find anything. It doesn't exist. The Gorgonites are like brute. They're all dead. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. <laughs> Thank you for listening to next week's episode. That was next week's episode. <laughs> Uh, thank, thank you for, for listening to this special <laughs> two-part episode. No, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this that podcast. That archer's going to come alive and shoot you in the head. I'm not getting killed by no nothing voiced by Frank Langella. Arca- Stop interrupting the plugs. Arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Go to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Our trivia series is hot and heavy over there. Already got the next few episodes scheduled to be released every other Saturday. So uh, go check those out on top of all the bonus content you get over in Patreon. Marywithmovies at gmail.com, facebook.com slash marywithmovies, at marywmovies on Twitter. And, of course, it's Pod Slam season. Pod Slam, from when you're hearing this, is just about six short weeks away. Uh, six or seven short weeks away. I, I can't remember. Um, I should remember. <laughs> I'm the content director. Uh, go to arcadeaudio.net slash podslam. You can donate now. Uh, shows are going to be announced very, very soon. It's a great slate of shows. Looking to raise $5,000 for pediatric cancer research for Connor's Cure. Don't want to miss it. It's going to be an amazing show. Live the IO Theater, Chicago, Illinois, September 21st. Small soldiers and silver linings. What are you even thinking? I said one that was featured. Why would they feature small soldiers? Why? Also, we didn't even finish that episode. Maybe they did. No, it would have been a larger chunk. It's not like two minutes. Would not have been. They did Pulp Fiction in two minutes. It started the. It was one of Kirsten Dunst's first movies. No, she was like already 18 at the No, time. she wasn't. Kirsten Dunst has been 18 for 37 years. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, but the cast is amazing. You have like Jay Moore. We'll, we'll get there. Then. Oh, sorry. Also, don't say a cast is amazing and lead off with Jay Moore. Oh, just wait. For mullet. This is mullet. Signing up for this week's episode of Married Movies. We'll catch you next time on the couch. Slash the movies. She was 16 when it came out. She's, look, she still looks 16. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.